Welcome to 30 Minutes to Wealth, the show that teaches you how to build wealth through real estate. Our company, ProFunds Mortgages, has assisted real estate investors in achieving wealth for over two decades. Over the next 30 minutes, we're going to share some of our key strategies in real estate with you. Right here on 30 Minutes to Wealth. We're here with our guest, Andrew. Andrew, thanks so much for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me on. You are such an inspiration to me. I've been watching you now for the last, what, seven, eight years. And it's incredible what you've done. Your planning and how strategic you are and how smart you are about your investments and how you actually take them to the end and actually make a lot of money. So I'm so excited to have you here today and share with our guests your trade secrets. And, and I can't wait to get into all of this. Thanks, Carmen. And we know you, you're you so busy lately. And, you know, we, we've had um, we've been very fortunate to have you as a guest on our season one. But for those who maybe haven't seen you yet, tell us a little bit about yourself. I got in, Carmen, as you know, uh, I got into uh, real estate investing in about 2011, bought my first property. Um, I've done a bunch of things. I kind of started in the mortgage business, got my license, mm-hmm. worked with you, obviously, um, and, uh, in that time period, I bought some properties. I tried some things, tried to develop a property. Didn't work out. Uh, I lost a little bit of money in Ohio. Uh, I invested down there. <laughs> I told uh, you not to do she that. She told deal. me not to, you know, a lot of it was learning, you know, I, it's not like I've had it figured out the whole way. And, and I've sampled a lot of things throughout this time, uh, before I got to this point where I kind of started to figure, Hey, this is what I really enjoyed doing mm-hmm. and where I really can see a plan coming together for myself long-term. Uh, doing it. So um, now I do a lot of renovations, uh, mostly with the goal of keeping, but I do sell some of them. Um, So, you know, what I thought we would be talking about today would really be um, getting into how you add value to real estate, whether it is an investment you're keeping or selling or even your home. Yeah. And I think the topic today, it is a really hot topic. A lot of people are wanting to branch into doing renovations, but you know, Mm -hmm. it's a little bit of a scary thing to jump into. Yeah. Without knowing exactly what you should be doing. So we're really fortunate to have Mm -hmm. you share some of your key kind of industry um, tips and your knowledge and experience with us about how to find areas to invest in, how to work with trades, best places to look for. What not to do. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Let's start off with that, Andrew. Why is it so important to do your due diligence when you are looking to purchase a flip or a renovation property? Well, the reason it's so important is because there's a million ways to lose, right? I mean, of course, there's there's big money to be had in real estate. And and look around, look at all the people who are making money in real estate. People who are who are buying and selling a property a year later and making money. People yes. who who buy a renovation, they don't even do a fantastic job, but the market went up enough that they make money. So I think a lot of people see that. And they think, hey, I got to get into this. I'm going to make money. I'm going to do well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yes, as long as the market keeps going up, chances are, as long as you do a reasonable job, you should break even, maybe make a little bit of profit. That seems to be what's happening, but no one can guarantee that in the long run. Right. But you don't do yeah. a reasonable job. Everything you do is perfect. Yeah. My strategy is more like, yeah. do, do like make it the nicest house in the neighborhood. I know that kind of goes against some, some other wisdom out there, but I always like to make mine the best. So making sure that yours rents even if others don't, right? Mm-hmm. So you're looking at a market that maybe doesn't. It doesn't have a lot of occupancy. Maybe maybe it's a high vacancy rent rate, but somehow your properties are the, are the ones they're renting. Maybe you take better photos, com- combined with a better product, yeah, and yeah. better marketing, and all all that comes together and you rent. Oh, I love stone. what you're doing. I love what so you're doing. so to go to your question though. Um, you know why is it important to have a plan? I'll give you an example. Uh, one of the trades that works for me. I won't give any specifics. But he had a realtor and the realtor was telling him, "Hey, you know, I'll show you some properties. We'll help you find a project," um, and. 
the client, my, my trade, he actually went out and found his own and he didn't use his realtor. And I'm not plugging realtors intentionally here, but I am, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. His realtor advised him not to buy it, but he bought it anyway. He did the, all the work for six months and he made $2,000. Well, yeah, at least he made two. At least he made money. Hey, but this wasn't his first. This wasn't his first reno. He, this is okay. a guy that's done probably twenty-five flips. Right. So and, I and wonder his, what the problem was. He, you know, he didn't have research. He didn't know what he was going to sell it for. I mean, you mm-hmm. have to know wow. what your product is worth when you're done. And if you haven't done the research, if you haven't gone out to see other properties, your comparables, yeah. go find your competition. What are they doing? And what do you need to do to get there? If you know very confidently what your end product is worth, but if you're not absolutely crystal clear, there's definitely a way to lose money there. Oh, yeah, and and, and, sure. and yeah. I've lost. That's the mm-hmm. thing. Like I've made those. I think decisions. we've all lost, yeah. right? That's part of the yeah. the learning curve in any any business or any industry. You go through yeah. it, and it depends on how hard it hurts, though, and how the yeah. hit is. So, Andrew, yeah. for those that are kind of newly venturing into this type of investing, mm-hmm. what can you recommend or some main tips to find a suitable property and make sure yeah. that they're doing things mm-hmm. right from the sure. beginning? Well, one of the things that's been helpful for me is I'll, I'll find a local real estate investor group. Um, you can find them. You might have to go to conferences. Find out who's meeting in your area and what they're doing. So start studying them. Uh, that's how I started. So it's all about really knowing the area that you're investing yeah, in. Yeah, know your area. Find out what that area needs. Like some areas uh, just have a really uh, a huge lack of rental properties. So if you can create extra units or if you can add you know, basement apartments things like that, there might be a huge opportunity for you. Maybe you work with a specific realtor, but make sure you're going to see, I mean, if you're just getting started, you're probably going to need to see like 20 plus properties before you're ready to make a decision. This is not a passive investment. This is going to be a lot of effort and work, specifically when you start. I mean, yeah. there's a lot of uh, energy and time that goes into it at the beginning. And then eventually and then it gets easy. It gets easier. It gets a lot to easier. Start, you can't have a full-time yeah. job and do this full-time. That I wouldn't work. say that's true. Um, I think I think that you've got to be willing. I mean, you got to decide how important it is to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, if I mean, sure, if you have your own home and you just want to add some value to it, stay tuned. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. But if you want to, if you want to transition into like, say, flipping houses and, you know, say you do renos and you refi and get your money back and you keep doing it, those strategies take time and learning. Mm-hmm. You, you have to decide. So it's called a side hustle. So you right? said refi. So people, yeah, let's just quickly touch on that yeah. topic because you said, uh, you're gonna, you're gonna buy, you're gonna refi and go out. So for, for our viewers to yeah. understand what that is, it's actually purchasing and then you refinance institutionally. Yeah. And then you can use some of that money to move on. So yeah, what I've done a lot of, which has allowed me to acquire extra properties yes. very quickly, which I wouldn't have been able to do otherwise. Um, I, I would buy a property, I would renovate it, I would go back to the bank. They would give me a higher appraisal. They're going back to pro funds, right? Going back to the pro funds. <laughs> we know that. Yeah, yeah, I just say the bank. Yeah. Uh, and then they basically give me 80% of the new value. Yes. So an appraiser comes out. Uh, so it's always good to know what the appraiser is looking for. You know, you make sure you wow the appraiser. He gives you the higher value. You get more money and you keep using it. So that's one of the strategies that right. I've used. Yes. And, and we all know that if you acquire property, I mean, look at all the millionaires out there that made it real estate. Real estate is probably, I think it's the number one source of, of mil, single source of millionaires being created in the world. Yes, so uh, it's, it's definitely here, something here. worth doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so Andrew, once we find a property, um, you know, we, we know the area, we've done our research. Um, what are some other important things that we should be looking for when we're deciding to invest in a, in a renovation property? Now, are you saying like the nuts and bolts, like... 
what are we looking for in a physical building? Yeah. Okay. So in a physical building, some things that I look for, um, and, it, and again, it depends on what your area needs. But for me, I look at it like this. If you can add income to a building, so say I'm doing it for a rental property, I might go out and do a little research and find out that a three bedroom, two bath, rents for, you know, $300 more than a two bedroom, one bath. Mm -hmm. So I might go into it and say, Hey, if I can add a bedroom and add a bathroom and maybe even a little rec room in the basement, all of a sudden now I can get maybe an extra $500 a month. Yes. So $500 a month in income adds about a hundred thousand dollars in total value to your property from an investor's standpoint. But even if you do it for your home, you know, I say this for an investment property, but even if you do this for your home, Mm -hmm. uh, doing this type of rental on your home, adds a similar value, right? I mean, homeowners are looking for the same thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, we want a third bedroom for our growing family. We want a finished rec room to send the kids when they're being noisy. Andrew, what do you really look for when finding properties and, and knowing if this is a good good purchase ultimately at the end of the day? Okay. Um, well, of course, we started off with area. You know, that's a that's a big one. Yeah. Um, so location. I'm, location. Location, right? I like my student rentals. So I've done a lot, you know, and, and the closer I can get to the school, the better. Yes. Um, I've also switched into doing multifamily dwellings where I have a tenant that's just a professional. Uh, and I'm a little more flexible on area. I still want good areas, but it doesn't need to be so, so close to school. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I'm looking, is it close to a shopping center? You know, is there a grocery store just down the block? Is there access to public transit? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, arterial roads where they can just get to work really quick, get to the highway. So those are the, you know, the kind of surface level. And then when you get into the specific houses, of course, curb appeal is one thing, you know, mm-hmm. when you see it, can I fix this curb appeal if it doesn't right. have one, right? Because I like to attract a nice tenant. I want a professional, somebody who's proud of their home, uh, mm-hmm. even if they don't own it, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're proud to live there. Absolutely. Always want that. Yes. Always. I do not want to own something that looks run down because the tenants will treat it how they see it, right? Yes. You're going to attract a certain type of tenant. But Andrew, there wouldn't there be room for opportunity there if the exterior yes. is a little worn down? That's something right. where we can come in and yeah. add value to. So I might look at the front of a building and if it's brick, I might say, well, hey, can I replace the windows and, you know, maybe do this soffit and fascia, make it nice, new looking, mm-hmm. and then add some shutters. You know, sometimes right. that's all you need, just some shutters, yes. uh, a flower yeah. bed, you know. So that's yes. kind of starting in the front. You know, you want to think whether it's a buyer or a renter, how am I going to get people in that door? Yes. You know, can they see it? Does it look like somebody cares about this place? Right. Now, what about the interior yeah. of the sure. home when you're trying to evaluate if you think yeah. this is a good buyer? Are there any, you know, yeah. areas of caution that we, that buyers should be looking for sure. or, you know, signs of really yeah. good uh, features that people can capitalize off of? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, I mean, I would say walk into the house first off. Is it a functional layout? And if it's not, can you fix it? And how hard or you know easy would it be? So this is where it gets a little tricky, right? If you don't have any skills in the trades, which I had zero getting started, zero. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a friend or family that could come with you that does? Somebody who has your interests at heart? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then the other thing would be uh, use a home inspector if you don't. Even if you do. I, I mean, the first couple of buys I did, I used a qualified home inspector mm-hmm. because that's learning. That's like tuition. You're paying them, yes, yeah. but they're teaching you skills that you can use going forward. Oh, absolutely. That's so worth every penny. First few times, yeah. use them, yeah. and then maybe continue to use them. I'm not saying stop, but um, it's definitely worth doing to start. Absolutely. Um, I like to go into the basements because when I'm, like I said, I gave the example of adding bedrooms. Mm-hmm. If you add bedrooms, typically you're adding value. Yes. Um, and if you can add a rec room or a bathroom, these are all things that add value. So I like to you know, pop down into the basement. Do I have good ceiling height? You know, I should have at least six foot, 10 inches, six foot, 11 inches to the bottom of the joist. 
from the floor. So if you take your tape measure in, you can measure up. Yeah. So you want to make sure you've got at least six ten, but more is better. And then so at least six to ten feet. Six foot ten inches. Oh, six that's, foot ten inches. That's kind of a minimum. Now it depends on your municipality, so you're going to want to check to see what they need. That was the next uh, question. As a, as a minimum headroom, because yes. that will dictate whether you can finish a basement or not. This is where you got to bring your contractor friend in, a friend. I stress yeah. somebody who looks out for your interests. Uh, or that you really trust, mm-hmm. find one if you don't have one. So, Andrew, how did yeah. you find these people that you can trust? Like, that's the biggest thing for me. Yeah, trades. Trades. Like, yeah. it is my nightmare. I've never, not yeah. never, but I always have to work with yeah. somebody else that can bring me there or manage the project because mm-hmm. my experience with trades has been pretty rough. Well, um, yeah, so what kind of advice you can them? you give for people that are looking to find trades that are new to this? Yeah. So, um what I what I'm going to say is probably not an answer a lot of people want to hear, but you have to keep your hand on the pulse. The less you know, the yeah. more you need to be on site. The I more agree. you need to be there watching and seeing what doesn't add up, what does. Right. Um, get get multiple quotes initially, and, and, and I would highly recommend you do not use a general contractor. Um, study, study, study. Go on YouTube. Every single job that's going to go into what you're doing, watch videos of how people are doing it, and then go onto the site. Get your quotes and watch them. If you need to fire somebody midway, you fire them. You know, this should be a whole show, this yeah. topic, hiring trades, yeah. because there's so much to learn mm-hmm. that we could talk on that topic yeah. for yeah. probably so, an hour. So, so I actually finished up one job. Like I was working actually teaching at Western mm-hmm. and I finished, that was my second go at it. Uh, I already had a couple of investment properties, but I took on my first more significant reno. Mm-hmm. And I was severely underskilled in terms of my knowledge, in terms of what I knew about what needed to be done. I knew what I wanted to do, but I had very little clue of how I was going to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I studied and I spent most of my summer there. Mm-hmm. Um, for those people who work full-time jobs, it would probably be uh, advantageous for you to pick something close to home mm-hmm. or close to work In your own that backyard. you can pop yeah. over on work breaks. If your yes. work can give you a little flexibility, check in on it every single day. So if we do need to hire trades yeah. or a general contractor, do you have any tips on sure. how that process would be? Like yeah. if we yeah. don't have the time to necessarily spend on site every day? Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a lot not of work, right? Going to sleep yeah. on concrete. No, <laughs> and I know not everyone's going to. I, I'm going to tell you that, that it's a major cost savings to not have a general contractor. Yes. That being said, yeah. there are good general contractors out there yes. that are honest and will take your interest to heart and will make sure you, you finish profitably. Uh, if you want to go that route, and even if you don't, even if you're looking at sub-trades, yeah. go to one of their current sites. Say, hey, I'd like to see some of your That's work. That's a great idea. I found you on Gijiji. Yeah. I, I would like to see some of your work. Um, do you have a, a current project that you can show me? speak with their current clients. I think that's and their staff. Yeah. Sure. I mean, call in. <laughs> How's it going? You here? know, hi, hi, Rita. You know, I hear that, you know, <laughs> FYI co- contracting is working for you. I wanted to ask you, you know, if how you your tell experience me about, is going. Yeah, your, yeah. your experience. Well, that's going to shed yeah. some, some serious light into how this contractor, this trade operates their business yeah. and how professional they are. And, and right. so I think Absolutely. it would be very valuable. Track, track record's obviously yeah. important and you're hearing it right from somebody who they're currently working for. Yeah. Um, go drive around the neighborhood where your project is happening and, and go see where other rentals are happening and talk to the people on site. Say, hey, who, who are you here with? Who do you work for? 
find out who they work Brilliant. for. Brilliant. That's, that's, that's a great idea. That's a great idea. You, you could find a trim and door guy cutting trim, you know, cutting trim on the front lawn. Now, this person got hired right near you. They're obviously doing something, right? They got that's hired. That's smart. Yeah. Talk to them. That's how you start. I mean, you can, you can get the ball rolling, yeah. but I'm not going to tell you that you can take your hand off the pulse when you don't oh, no, know no. much. No, I know. When you don't yeah. know much, you have to be that much more involved because you can actually earn the respect of your trades when they see that you're willing to stick it out. They see that you are not going to take your eye off the prize and then they respect you for it. And yeah. Well, Andrew, you've done a yeah. phenomenal job. You you built 47 townhouses in London, Ontario, and you did it at a, a remarkable miracle speed and uh, a phenomenal job. And you just recently also had a very yeah. successful uh, property that you purchased in, in um, London, Ontario, near the University of Western Ontario. Hmm. And Let's just talk about that really briefly so we can entice our viewers and show them yeah. how what the possibilities are. Yeah. Right? Sure. Um, okay. So that one was one that I, I had owned for about a year and a half, a little bit more before I actually renovated it. Right. Uh, originally, I wasn't going to. My plan was just to keep it forever. Uh, it was right near the university. I thought maybe down the road I'd renovate it, mm -hmm. but I started getting some problems with the plumbing. We were getting mysterious leaks and uh, I was paying money to fix the damage and just decided, you know, if I'm going to put money into this project, I'd like it to be money that I'm not going to have to reinvest, you know, in another couple of years because it was just, you know, stuff I'm going to tear out anyways. So um, I ended up, you know, replacing the kitchen. I rejigged a little bit. I didn't add any bedrooms, but I just repositioned them and made them better. So as um, you say that the kitchen is definitely one of the most important yeah. Um, yeah. You know, areas of the home to renovate. That's one of the ones I, I wanted yeah. to mention specifically just before we dig in. Uh, kitchen and bathroom. The wow factors. I mean, right now I live in a house where I would say that the yeah, most of the house is, you know, it's old. It's a 1950s build. Yeah. Uh, not nothing crazy, but the kitchen and bathrooms are awesome. You're right. That's what people yeah. look for. The yeah. wow, right? Yes, um, for sure. Yeah. So always doing that, especially student rental, family rental, your home. Uh, you do a new kitchen. Everybody wants a Everyone gorgeous kitchen it. and a nice bathroom. No one, one even yeah. if you have a beautiful character home from the 1800s, no one wants an old kitchen. Update yeah. the kitchen, keep the character, keep the staircase. Yes, yes, Update yes. the kitchen. So awesome. back to the student rental. Um, this was one that, uh, such a good location, you know, right, right near the university, six legal, six bedrooms, it, you know, when normally you can only have five, you know, you're basically on campus. That's why I wanted it. Um, and it was but, a bidding war situation. So you had to, yeah, I bid against like seven people. I paid a lot, uh, for it. So I paid 420 ish to buy it uh, about two years ago now. Now, I just want to say yeah. before you went ahead and offered that high yeah. price, you did do some analysis and due diligence, right? Or well, I, I pulled out my spreadsheet and I said, if I just take the current rent and I pay this much for it, will I cash flow? So just, and the yeah. answer was yes. So, so I knew that I was okay to just hang on to it. Mm -hmm. even, yeah. even if I did nothing but just keep it and just let it rent and pay for itself, wow. it worked. Down the road, I started to see, well, there's an opportunity for me to pull some of my money out because I had a bunch of money into it. I thought, hey, you know, I could pull some of my money out if I were to renovate and then go back to the bank and get them to give me a mortgage. So, mm -hmm. and, and what I was able to do is I had about $700,000 into the place and I've, I've had estimates in value of anywhere from 950,000 to a million on the, wow. on the place now. So Amazing. you, so just in a, in a quick brief overview, mm -hmm. you, uh, Purchase this property, you had $700,000 invested into it. Yeah, between my purchase price and my renovations. Right. Yeah. And now it's worth over a million. So you've created a huge amount of equity with doing what you're doing. Yeah, I would say that one of the things I was most thrilled about is just 
knowing I own this place and knowing what it's worth in the long run. Right. Uh, it, but I mean, the, the, instant, the instant boost. And yeah, so right now, once my, my new mortgage closes, I'm actually just in the process, should be around uh, $600 a month in cash flow on the place. Yeah. Even with all that financing. Um, and, and you said come May, that's even going to be increasing. Come May when the new tenants come in. Because uh, the current tenants, they rented it without having ever seen it. They rented it before it was even done. Mm -hmm. So now that it's done, I was able to bring people in and they obviously saw the value and uh, they were that much more interested and I was able to get the rents up. So what would you say your your total rents a year will be with this new um, structure? Uh, Well, so we'll we'll get into the $1,250 a month um, net cash flow. Uh, approximately once May's, May rolls around. So, wow, that's amazing. Uh, yeah, that's obviously something I'm pretty excited about. You know, no matter how I look at it, I'm happy for that one. Of course, I could sell it and take the easy out now, but I don't want that. No, we got to hang on. Yeah, to I got to hang on to that. Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the show. You're such a wealth of information. And Thanks, it's great. And for anyone that's interested in learning more about how they can use, utilize private funding to invest in these types of properties, you can go to profunds.ca. And for more information on this episode and all other episodes, you can visit us at www.30minutes12.com. 30 minutes are up. Go create wealth. Any and all of the opinions expressed by guests on this program were theirs alone and did not necessarily reflect those of the network, the producers, or the host. Please consult a professional advisor before making any investment decisions.